This is the Money Radio Network. Welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, where we bring you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together with marketing lover Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency, the Man from Mars business and life coach Brian Wood, and health and athletic performance expert Jen Graffis from Q Life share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the Triple M team on our journey to success. Ready, set, listen. Hey, good morning, everyone. I feel a little loud today. Is that loud? A little A little bit. loud. Wow. Okay, so happy Saturday, which is when this is going to air, and um, I'm a little ticked today. Why is that? Um, so I had someone else. Is that the way you start things? I, I just know, right? Out of the right? But, but I know that you guys can get me out of the funk. So I had someone else ask, who is Ellen Sparks? And um, both of you know my, my company's called Ellen Sparks Agency, but it's, there's no real Ellen Sparks. And um, it came from the idea of my four original founders, and I took all of their initials, and then I added Sparks. But it was the year that Iron Man came out. <laughs> and for some reason, I thought... <laughs> Tony Starks was <laughs> Sparks, and but it stayed. It's it stayed, and it's been there for about six years. Um, but I like explaining that because um, I'm a big fan of superheroes, and um, it kind of feels good when I talk about Ellen Sparks' agency now. Same here on the superhero. Subject. You like superheroes? Oh, oh man, growing up, it was comic books, and it, yeah, absolutely. I I will say the the superhero. Videos stuff now is way back, way better than it was back when. It's I was a little a fan. violent. Yeah. yeah, I I'm like closing my eyes through some of it. My kids love it though. I pulled up some YouTube videos of the cartoons that we used to look at way back in the 30s, <laughs> and my kids are looking at me all judgmentally because I had all these great thoughts about Iron Man and the Hulk and all these cartoons, how great they were. When you pull up the YouTube videos. They're terrible. Oh, not so much. <laughs> they are. Yeah. yeah. But we have superheroes today, Jen. Do you know about that? We do. We have a couple superheroes with us today. You want to tell us a little bit about Rob? And there's a guy named Kurt yeah. I've never heard of. We have Rob Gentile here. And he is owner of Scottsdale School of Fitness and Scottsdale Combine, where um, I'll let him tell a little bit more about the actual business structure of what he does. But I will tell you this month... He's celebrating 15 years in business, which I think is unbelievable, especially in our industry where fitness and personal training studios and athletic performance stuff really, they go in and they go out and they open their doors and they close their doors. And mm -hmm. he's got he's got it down because, again, this February 20th celebrated 15 years, which yes. I think is nice. amazing. And I will tell you that when I met Rob, um, it was when I had been on my own and Q Life was about a year in existence and I was making that jump to finding my own office and my facility and I had looked at a facility closer to the house and looked at a couple of facilities in Scottsdale Air Park, which is where we are now. And by far, his facility was amazing. It was also more expensive, which was very, very, very scary for me when I'm making that commitment, you know, to further my business. And at the end of the day, it was his passion. It was the facility. It was how he runs his things. It was the loyalty that 
at, even as independent contractors that don't really owe loyalty to a boss. They all have loyalty to them, and that is just kind of where my heart fell, and that's why I landed there. So I'm excited that he's here today. Oh, There's some you. consistency in that. I know th- my, my word of the year is consistency, but mm. we also have one more, and, and I have a question for you, Rob, I okay. want you to think about, because I had to look up Combine. I wasn't <laughs> sure what it was. <laughs> but um, Brian, we have another guest today. You want to tell we us do. a little bit about Kurt? We do. And let me say this. You started off with your ticked, and I am saying that I am excited. And I'm, I'm feeling I'm better excited. already. Well, I'm excited because I feel as though Kurt Warner is going to ask me to introduce him uh, for the for the Hall of Fame nice. ceremony. Uh-oh. So I just I just get the Uh-oh. feeling, you know, nothing official yet. And I can't make the official announcement. I just but I just get that feeling. So I'm excited, and and obviously Kurt Warner is. Just legendary royalty, and he is a, an exceptional player and an exceptional person. So he's a Hall of Fame uh, uh, individual, and greatly appreciate having him on the show and hearing more from him uh, a little later in the show. And he has a charity called Treasure House. Um, I'm wondering how that got the name of it. You want to tell us a little bit about that first? I will tell you a little bit about it. Uh, it's actually our second foundation, and um, it was started – what it is is it's a community living facility uh, for those with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Uh, our oldest son, Zachary, who's 27 now, was injured when he was four months old, suffered a traumatic brain injury. And um, we didn't know what life was going to look like for him. And he exceeded all expectations. He graduated from high school. And then once that happened, um, there wasn't really anything else for him. I think a lot of families say, well, okay, we don't know what is out there and what the future is. So We'll just have a back room, you know, we'll have a bedroom in the back and they'll just live with us and and we'll just see what life is. And we came to realize as parents that we were holding our sons back, that there was more to what he could do. He needed a purpose. He needed a drive. He needed, you know, things. He had things that he wanted to accomplish. And so we went on a quest to find a place that could help him to fulfill those dreams and goals he had. And we couldn't find anything. And so uh, we've designed and started Treasure House here. It's gonna, the first one's going to be here in Phoenix, and then we hope to, to build them around the country. Um, but why the name came about is because I think so often in life, whether it's those with disabilities or, or any other difference than us, um, you know, we get caught up with those differences. We get caught up with seeing those disabilities, and we never see the true treasure that they are. And I think those with disabilities – in our community are kind of a forgotten part of our population. We don't see the gifts and what they bring to the community. So Treasure House is designed for them to have a peer group, a place to to call home with whatever supervision they may may need. It's more for the, the high functioning, but whatever supervision they need. But the idea is to connect the community to them and them to the community and make sure that it is you know something that our community embraces and that they recognize and they recognize the gifts and talents. And we always say, we have seven kids and they all have disabilities. They're just different disabilities. And at the same time, they all have abilities. And that's really what Treasure House is all about is finding the treasures in all of us, in those with disabilities and being able to connect those abilities to the rest of the community. So we have that full, complete community that is whatever, whether it's Phoenix, whether it's the United States, whatever it is, but connecting that and making sure that these kids have a full life. What a wonderful way to bring community in a big way. I, I'm so grateful to be surrounded by Jen and Brian on a regular basis, and it really just uplifts me. So 
Um, whenever they have people to bring on the show, I'm excited. And it's been really exciting to meet both of you today. So, mm-hmm. Rob, what's up with Combine? <laughs> well, um, I've had, uh, like Jen said and shared with us, that uh, I've uh, owned the business for 15 years. And um, I decided about two years ago to uh, expand it. And uh, I had an opportunity to um, open up an athletic division side. And I was that scary? Oh yeah, <laughs> like expansion. Absolutely. Like usually, well, like what? It, it it took me a while because I didn't want to stay in the square footage I was in, uh, and the location I was in. Uh, they didn't have uh, an opportunity for me to expand and. Uh, me being a coach and and being in contact with a lot of uh, high school football athletes and take other athletes, yeah, yeah, and I was, I was running out of room, so I wasn't really sure. So I took a calculated risk by saying, "Well, you know what? Let me get back to my passion, my first love, which what started me out into the fitness industry um, uh, was uh, training." high school football athletes. Were and you a football player as well? Yeah. 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 I played. What, what position? <laughs> I was a fullback and a linebacker. Mo- okay. Mostly fullback. I was pretty much, I say, I was a, a guard uh, yeah. with a five-yard head start. I mean, yeah. it, we ran the eye formation, and <laughs> it was just, we were pounding the ball. That's pretty much how we did it uh, in high school and then also in the college, too. So. It's such a cruel sport at times. Like, mm. I, I got to see it from the, <laughs> from the sidelines. It's cool at times. Woo! Yeah. I'd, I'd pray and just hope that that wasn't my yeah. number and then yeah. pray for whoever's number that was. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing to see that drive because they will go out there bleeding sweating crying and still go out there and it just makes me want to cry it's that commitment and i know and and what i wanted to do really was to establish um safety uh because i know strength training really does that and and it not that it prevents uh injury but it definitely uh, uh brings it down to a minimum and uh you know and then you're able to get back on the field and and you're stronger um, and and you're a lot more pliable as far as the flexibility goes, as far as everything together, eating right, uh, nutrition, uh, a, a solid, sound uh, meal plan yeah. is, all is real it. important. It, it's yeah. everything combined. And, and uh, Scottsdale Combine, which was my, my, uh, uh, which was my passion and, and my thought, is to uh, expand it and to just go athletes. And that's what, what I really wanted to do instead of training adults all the time is let me get into uh high school football athletes and anybody else that would come i I mean it's not just football Uh, i mean well they're the ones that need the the safety the most i think i mean those helmets don't do enough yes i mean i'm gonna pause you for just a second we do have to take a break which came a little sooner than i was hoping but and then you can tell me about this shirt that everybody has on that i didn't get one my time what the hell come on on. we'll be right back okay Are you living someone else's version of success and happiness? Are you an athlete, former athlete, organization, or team interested in achieving results while enjoying the journey? Come to Mars, Myrtlewood Athlete Representation and Success Coaching. Certified professional life and business coach, certified agent with the NBA Players Association. Find us at MarsCoach.com. 
Faith and belief equals action and results. Mom, where are my crayons? I have them. I'm coloring my credit again. Let's color my credit. Well, color my credit is a simple method I created to explain kind of a complicated financial document. We have a lot of those in our life. You'll you'll grow and you'll see that you want to grow your money, but there's a whole lot of paper you don't understand. So what I do is try to color it and give it a method of understanding what you need to do to make it better. Are you ready for that? Yep. For more information, call Alyssa Glutz. Go to colormycredit.com. Ringing in the new year means talk of growth and renewal for the coming year. Goal setting and strategic visions, that's what's dancing in the heads of successful leaders. At your next conference or meeting, let Frame the Message, Inc. bring your visions to life in a colorful way. Traditional note-taking is so last year. Graphics are their wave of the future. So start the year off right with something sure to bring positive and productive change in 2017. Live graphics and illustrated videos by Frame the Message, Inc. That's INK.com. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset, the place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mind intersect with your hosts, Elisa Sparks-Lane, Brian Wood, and Jen Graffis. Thank you. And um, we were talking about pressure on the break, which is a great topic and these fun shirts with my time. And um, I think football is a great um, example of pressure. But uh, tell us a little bit more about my time and the pressure you're probably avoiding from these guys having too much of it. But <laughs> Well, um, my time is, is, is more of uh, something I made up uh, on a treadmill because <laughs> I was running uh, at my gym and uh, I kept because I'm at my gym, a lot of it, it requires a lot of, uh, let's say, people taking you from your own workouts. So I was on a treadmill trying to run, and I got interrupted probably three, four, five different times. And I had to get off and sign somebody up, or they had to sign a waiver, or something. Something was always distracting. And I just got back on a treadmill. I said, this is my time. Just, why can't... You know, why can't I just do this and, and pretty much leave me alone? And I was a little frustrated. Wait, do you take it off when it's everybody's time? <laughs> Is there a second shirt? <laughs> no. Well, I always get teased about, about uh, wow. uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Isn't oh, Mr. Yeah. Hand, isn't it yeah, our time? Spicoli. You know, yeah. so, yeah, Spicoli. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I, I really just, it, it was kind of generic because what does it mean to you? What is your time? What is that? Uh, I know my time. I, you know, it. My time is very. I don't know. It's generic. It it, it means different things to different people. Kurt, like do you cute. have? Do you have my time? Oh, I get very little my time. <laughs> I have seven kids. I have a wife. I have, you have three seven jobs. Kids. Yeah. So uh, I get very little my time. But so I think I. we all do. I yeah. mean, you know, whether it be working out. I love to play basketball. Basketball is my first love. Oh, so Brian's that's my time. I got a little gym at the house, and I have guys over, and so. That's my time I've to compete. I've heard about that a little bit. And yeah, and, and for me, it's competing because I love to compete. And it's hard when you do something for you know 30 years of your life and then you stop doing that. It's like, okay, what's going to fill that void for me? And you talk about my, you know, that's, that's my time. I got to fill some of those voids that I need in my life. So I do get a little of it. Just uh, sometimes my time is our time because it's uh, all seven of the kids with me. So I got I to gotta tell a quick story. Oh, you when it. you talk about basketball, so this is a long time ago. I'm out in L.A., and there's a pickup, pickup game, and they say, hey, you're, you're pretty big. 
cover this guy. I'm like, man, this guy looks familiar. Well, it's it's Howie Long, <laughs> and and you know Hall of Fame Raiders, yeah. and this guy he could not have been cool. He's like, yeah, yeah, my wife's from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. We were talking. <laughs> the game started, and he went berserko. <laughs> I mean, he was just yelling and screaming, and he was throwing me around like, and <laughs> and I have nothing other than a little bit of hustle and 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 that kind of thing. <laughs> and then when it was over, he was just like, great work. Aww. But but that mindset, like you yeah. talk about my time and my mindset, where the level. Mm-hmm. Of Hall of Famers like Kurt, it I don't was think like you can control it anymore. Super, super intense. Yeah. They turned it, it, it was it was pretty good time. Can you control yeah. those feelings like when you're on the field versus when you're not? I mean, is it something like just goes on automatically? Rob's shaking his head like no. It's hard. <laughs> it, it's hard to control because you're in the heat of the moment. You're in competition mode, and it it really is. It's hard to turn on and off. Um, you could turn it on, but it's. Turn it off. Yeah, it's funny because I have two kids that played football, and a lot of times they would fight with each other. And I'm like, dude, come on, you're going to hurt each other before the game. And I don't think they can stop it. Like, there's just so much testosterone they just need to get out. I'm like, just call me if there's blood or bone showing. I mean, that's it. Yeah, it is. It's definitely. I mean, the competitiveness. Um, you know, some people have more than others, but I, I think you're right when you talk about these high level athletes like yeah. the Howie Longs. Yeah is there's a competitiveness that you have. And it's not that you can't turn it off or control it. It's just that you love it. I mean, mm-hmm. I love it's to part compete. Of you. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just the physical part of it for me. I love the mental side of it is, you know, playing quarterback. You know, everybody sees football as a physical game. I never saw it that way as a quarterback. I mean, it wasn't about getting hit. or It was about outthinking and right. outreacting someone. And I love that part of it. And I love to compete that way. And when you're talking about sport, there's just not very many things that you can compete like that. And, and then you add the physical component, which all us men, like you said, with the testosterone, yeah. we like the physical component as well. Does it but, slow down with age? No. What? What? The testosterone, like no. needing that competition. Well, I don't know. I mean, they say it does, but competition, Not, no. not for Kurt. I mean, right. I am, I'm as competitive as ever, and I love to get young guys in there and so I can compete and they can push me. Mm. And, yeah, my wife, like, walks in and just kind of looks around the corner like, okay, who's yelling? Who's screaming? What's going on? Are we all cool? And then she'll come in or she'll stay out. So it's still there, but it's that two hours for me. You know, I just need that fix. And then I'm able to go do other things. But I try to find that competitive fix in whatever I'm doing, whether I'm, I'm on TV, whether I'm coaching uh, at the high school, whether I'm working with young guys. Uh, you try to find that competitive niche because it's just it's, it's inbred somewhere. And if you don't have a place to release it, uh, yeah, then I think you go a little haywire. Yeah. Well, do you then, have a balance out? And Jen, um, is there a balance out? Like I know the my time and that that competitiveness, but do you balance out, especially with the athletes, like the young athletes? Do you show him like, is there meditation? Is there quiet time? Is there just like chill out? Yeah. Well, well, there's a lot of it as far as building up and breaking down. Uh, you always want to build up, break them down a little bit, correct, you know, and and then, you know, from there, talk them up recovery time yeah and 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 get in their minds like jen does as far as getting their minds right yeah. um that's that's huge for for athletes because i've i've seen a lot of athletes have all the skills in the world but mm-hmm. if you don't apply it you know as far as that head uh knowledge with your physic physicality you know it's uh it it it's it's hard to bring out. Right. Think, you know, well, and oh, sorry. I'm go just going to say, I think in everything you do, it's about balance. Right. You know, it's about the balance of of all the different things. You know, whether it's you know the home life with your wife and your kids and your time. You know, mm-hmm. but it's the same as an athlete. 
is being able to balance all of that out. So you try to do the competitive thing all day long, you're going to go nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. going right. to tear you apart. So you have to find your different moments to balance all of that. And so I don't think it, it's different whether you're in business, right. whether you're a mom or a dad, mm-hmm. or whether you're an athlete. That balance is key to everything. And you got to figure out what balance means for you. That's kind of what I say as far as the name of my business being Q Life and finding your Q because it's different. Like I've never been an extremist. So Q for me as a mom and as a business owner is trying to find that happy balance. And like that was one of the mo- that was one of the things that I was most actually one of the main reasons why I really wanted you on the show is because of your ability to balance because both of you are actually football coaches. Rob coaches at Pinnacle mm-hmm. and Kurt actually coaches at Desert Mountain High School. Mm-hmm. And my son has had the opportunity to experience Kurt as a as a coach and, it, I, and, and I, <laughs> yeah. no I think it's really cool because yeah. how you it give back it, it, yeah. you know how you come back how you give back and what you do and right. obviously you're not doing it for the money you're doing it for your passion and and it was really cool the first time so you know most of you know we just moved to Scottsdale so Josh took a year off and then he decided to go back his junior year and through his junior year summer he actually attended Scottsdale Combine kind of got his skills back lifted got you know speed and agility so he progressed throughout the season prior to playing his junior year and then he came home one day and he's like mom it was so cool i was playing in the backyard he's like all of us had our shirts off and we were throwing the ball and the music was just blaring and it was really really cool he's like and i was running routes and Cade was running routes it was it was awesome and he goes but now i just thought about it kurt warner was throwing me the ball (laughs) and and it was just and to me as a mom just struck me because i was like what a great mentor what a great role model to be hanging out and just being looked at as a dad in a backyard playing football with a bunch of boys but really how significant it was it goes back to that that superhero mentality it's almost like you're a legend like i was telling zach my youngest he's Mm -hmm. like kurt like the real kurt i'm like yeah he's gonna be on the show tomorrow it's kind of cool but but i i hope and you know I, i hope when it comes to josh that he thought that then, but I hope he sees me different now. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and that's to you me because you say hero, and, and I think oftentimes when we think of hero, we place somebody up on a pedestal above where they should be. And I hope now that Josh just goes, "That's Cade's dad," right? You know, and, and he's that's my exactly coach. How he was, and he sees it that way, and, and you see the hero from that part of it, as opposed to the fact that I can throw a football really, really well. Yeah, that's the other side of the hero. We'll be right back with a little more about superheroes and Clark Kent. I guess we're going to talk about the other side. <laughs> Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset, the place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mind intersect with your hosts, Elisa Sparks-Lane, Brian Wood, and Jen Graffis. All right, we're talking about superheroes and the other side of the superhero, which is real life and um, balancing it all. So who wants to tell us a little bit about the balance and kind of just living <laughs> life and teaching kids how to be kids? Uh, I'll, I'll start. Um, and, you know, what I think when we all hear balance and, you know, when I was first starting to go through this whole thing, I always thought, well, balance meant equal, right? It meant, okay, all parts equals like a piece of the pie, right? You got six pieces of the pie and everything is equally distributed. What I've come to learn over the years is that for me, balance is not about equal because whether you, you know, work eight hours of the day or whether I was playing football or whether I was traveling, that there was no way for me to give my wife eight hours and my kids eight hours and eight hours for me and my job. There's just no way to balance it. So what I came to realize is that for me, balance meant 
making sure whenever I was focused on any one of those things, whether it was date night with my wife or whether it was one-on-one time with my kids or whether it was I was coaching or I was in the the building getting ready for for a game, was that balance to me was 100% of my attention to whatever I was doing. You know, that I couldn't go and, and say, okay, I'm here watching a movie with my kids, but I'm thinking about football. And so they don't get much of me. Football's still getting part of me. And I'm supposed to be on kid time, but I'm not. Or I'm mm-hmm. going on a date night with my wife, and all I can think about is the game on Sunday. You're not there. And it's not fair for her. Mm-hmm. So she's not getting the same balance. But I know that I, I, there's no way they're all going to get the same amount of time. But I can give them the balance of my attention when I'm with them. And that's tried, that was how I tried to, to figure this whole thing out is, hey, kids, I'm going to be gone from here to here. But this will be our time. This is date night. You get me. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. We get this four hours and I'm all yours. And it's that's that what QT I try to time, do. time, that quality time. Right, right. Do you find it hard with social media now and um, shutting off the phone at times when you're on quality time? Uh, sometimes. I mean, it's, it's worse for my kids, but I think they're a reminder to me. But yeah, I mean, there, there's so many different things, especially now with my jobs and social media being a big part of it and always being out there and, and having to be on top of certain things. Yeah, I think you find yourself... Uh, pulled just like your kids are in so many different directions. There's so many things that can grab our attention now um, in this society that you're always looking for the next thing. And that's what I find with my kids is that, you know, they always need to be entertained. You know, it's like uh, right now I'm going, okay, put the phone down and you need to start a conversation with me. Well, I don't know what that, ask me something. No, you need to learn how to start a conversation. And it's not Picking up your phone and typing in a few words. No. It's a safety blanket, though. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so that's where they are right now. So, yeah, I think we're all stimulated. You know, we get more and more stimulated by more and more things. So when nothing's going on, we're bored and we think, okay, what do we got? I got to turn on the TV. I got to pick up my phone. I got to do the next thing. But um, I'm always trying to do that and be conscious of that with my kids and get them conscious of that because, you know, at some point in time, they're going to have to walk up to a coach mm-hmm. and have a conversation. You know, they're going to have to talk about real life. Uh, I remember my my oldest daughter, you know, she used to have problems just leaving a voicemail for somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, oh, my gosh, she went to voicemail. Click. I hang up. (laughs) It's too much pressure. You got to just be able to communicate. (laughs) And I think our kids are forgetting how to communicate. We're not practicing. Right. Exactly. So many many distractions. So so there and there are some good and and maybe not so good distractions. But it's interesting. I know that Kurt excelled in multiple sports, baseball, basketball, football. And now it seems like our kids are moving in the direction of what sport? Yeah, at six years old, what sport are you going to yeah. play? What, which do you think is is better to have that 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 you know multiple sports or just one multiple sports? Multiple. I will tell Absolutely. you right now. I well, force my kids mm-hmm. if they're going to play sports. I tell them they have to play right. more than one sport, and especially when it comes to football. Football mm-hmm. to me is the hardest sport to practice continually because it's the ultimate team game. Right. So, you know, my son's a wide receiver and I'm like, how often are you going to go out in the backyard and run routes or do footwork drills by yourself? Right. How often is it going to happen if you just play football? Mm-hmm. So I forced him to play basketball for a number of years because now for two hours in practice, all he's doing is working his feet. Mm-hmm. All he's doing mm-hmm. is working his lateral movement. I work, work with a lot of young quarterbacks now. And just this week I was working with a guy who plays in the NFL And what I noticed about him, and I've noticed it about a lot of quarterbacks, is they have horrible hips, right? Their hips don't have flexibility. They can't open up their hips, which is critical when throwing a football. And I've got really good hips. And as I started to think about it, because I I told you, basketball is my first love, right? When you're playing basketball, 
you are constantly moving and opening your hips. You're constantly in that explosive position Mm -hmm. from one side to the other. And, you know, and I asked these guys, do you play, did you play any other sports? Did you do it? No, you know, maybe when I was young, but then I, I started focusing on football and I believe there's so many great traits from all sports. Mm -hmm. Some may be the mental part of it, right? right? Mm -hmm. I tell my son, okay, you're the superstar in football. Go play another sport and be the sixth guy, you know, be the guy that comes off the bench, you know, and you have to learn how to deal with different dynamics. And that's to me is what's so important. You don't know where you're going to end up or how you're going to end up or what sport you're going to end up playing because, you know, I mean, you can specialize your kid at six years old. The odds of him still making it to the NFL are slim to none. Mm -hmm. So why do it? And uh, I also tell my kids, there's only one NFL player that I've ever talked to that has only played football his entire life. Only one. Now, it's Terrell Davis, and he's actually going to the Hall of Fame. So it worked out pretty good for him. But what I'm saying is that 99% of the guys that I played with in the NFL, they all played multiple sports. Mm -hmm. They never focused on one sport, and they were well-rounded as athletes, and that's what got them to the next level. So I am a huge proponent of Mm – Everybody, you know, first of all, because you're not focused on playing in the NFL. Right. Don't let that be the focus when you're 10 years old. But secondly, I just think it makes you a more well-rounded athlete in all facets. And things I learned in basketball mm-hmm. made me a better football player. Mm-hmm. And baseball made right. me a better football player. And so I, I think it's critical that, that young men and women, you know, they do multiple things. And I, I agree 100%. I, I think usually the best athletes out there are the ones that are the dual sport athletes, mm-hmm. the uh, – the ones who play multiple sports because like like Kurt was just sharing with us that they have that balance they're they're, they're multi um, uh, talented in every facet uh, ball skill ball handling uh, hips uh, uh, everything movement lateral movement uh, swinging a bat and then uh, you know throwing uh, catching all of those skill sets um, are relatable to each other mm-hmm. in a way well, but then as we as we talk about this as well, too, with the dynamics of, unfortunately, parents saying, I want my kid to be a superstar <laughs> mm-hmm. at age 10 mm-hmm. and pushing the them into one sport. We've even noticed at Scottsdale Combine in training our athletes that, you know, their parents are putting them in there and they, you know, want to be the next superstar and they've played football their whole life. Well, now we have to add, you know, a mobility factor to it because they've thrown it with the same arm. They yeah. only run the same routes. Yes. And so now they have all these kind of anatomical um, discrepancies because they've only done one thing and so then yes. we have to focus on you know at Scottsdale Combine and those imbalances and getting them in check and do functional stuff before we can even focus on the lifting and the speed and the te- and yes, the, the agility so that's I think why that's, Brian does yoga yeah, right. <laughs> right no no one wants yeah. to see that <laughs> well I can tell you that we always talk about this Jen because our kids have played together for a long time mm-hmm. right and and it's not to, to your point about parents it's the life lessons that, that are there in sports. So not only are these skills transferable between sports, man, what you can, you can learn so many life lessons and teach so many life, life lessons if that's your focus and, and your focus is on true happiness and success. Uh, you talked about, Kurt, using your gifts. That's one of them. Sports enables you to find your gifts, and then you can serve humanity and society and, and all these great things. Mm-hmm. But it's a great platform and vehicle. And the other cool thing, even in regards to Scottsdale Combine, that kind of sets it apart is that in our facility, 
Rob trains multiple kids from multiple different schools. So it's actually really cool to see mm-hmm. all these kids that literally during the year are competing Compete. against yeah. each other yeah. are now coming cool together thing. for the sake of wanting to yeah. be just better athletes. Yeah. So you got kids from Suaro, kids from Desert Mountain, kids from Pinnacle, all yeah. just Shout. wanting to get better. Mm-hmm. And then you see that like brotherhood camaraderie, mm-hmm. you know, while they're in there just trying to get better for their mm-hmm. sport in the off season. It's pretty cool. Does that happen in the NFL though? Like that, that feeling that, oh, you got hurt. Do you, do you ever have compassion? Oh, wow. That you got hurt? Oh, yeah, yeah all the time. I mean, everybody, that? and a lot of the same stuff happens in the NFL, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the University of Miami has always been known for a bunch of their athletes that are playing at the professional level. They all go back and they train together. And to me, that's that's what sports should be about. Mm-hmm. It should be about great, friendly competition. I mean, too often now it's like, he's my opponent, I can't talk to him. Yeah, you can compete against him for two hours, but I love the fact that they're buddies, that they enjoy, yeah. that you can see him smile back and forth when the other guy does, does something good on the field, right. and you're like, man, nice job. You know, I mean, I saw you do that when we were working out all summer. Now you did it to me in person. But the enjoyment of the game, I think, sometimes gets taken out of it too because we've become so much about winning and we've become so much about going and playing at the NFL level and all these different things that we lose sight of what the competition is all about right. and the enjoyment of being out there with – you know your teammates and being out there journey. and competing mm-hmm. and appreciating yep. the competition of the other team appreciating when somebody goes out and makes a good play or does well you tip your hat and you go well done you know that to me is what competition is all about now can i counter that with something i can do you know mm-hmm. whether it's mental or physical that to me is what's great about competition i think sometimes we lose that parents lose sight of that right. because they're so worried about their kid winning and getting to the next level and getting a scholarship and all those things instead of really what athletics to me was created for. Well, I think they start focusing on the money. It's like, is it going to be a scholarship? Am I going to, you know, it, it gets like nerve wracking. It's almost. Well, but the crazy thing is, if they didn't spend all the money training their kid, yeah. it would probably equal a scholarship, anyways. <laughs> I mean, some of these, you know, I know parents that send their kids to these academies and, and pay for all that in hopes of getting a scholarship. By the time it's all said and done, the scholarship's worth less than they spent training them, you know? And so. <laughs> There's just so many different aspects to it, and I think you're making the point, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. why? Why are we doing this? Why am I putting my child into this training? Yeah, there can be great benefits from it, but I need to make sure I'm doing it for the right reasons, not just for me, but also for my son or my daughter. Well, we're going to be right back in a minute, but I definitely want to touch more upon the first charity you had, which was um, First Things First. First Things First, yes. And uh, learn a bit about that. And also, what's next at the Combine? I mean, what's <laughs> happening? Is there any well, new yeah, we're events? St- well, we're, we're still preparing for football, really. Yeah. I have most uh, high school football athletes, and they're all coming together for a common cause. We're going into uh, phase three of our training. So, uh, anniversary party? Oh, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Are you known for skipping meals while on the go? Are you too busy to eat healthy? Does the thought of meal prep and food shopping leave you desiring a nap? Visit www.witnessingnature.net. Download the app and leave the healthy cooking to us. We provide organic food through personal chef services, meal plans, and cooking classes, prepared at your home or delivered so you can spend time with your valued family and friends. Call Witnessing Nature and Food at 480-813-9065. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic, soon at a gym near you. 
Jen Grappa's Q Life is a health and wellness company that inspires and educates clients and athletes in taking their abilities and teams to the next level. We empower young athletes to live out loud and harness all the true potential they have inside of them to be the best versions of themselves. At Jen Grappa's Q Life, the services include one-on-one fitness training, accountability coaching, guest lectures, athletic performance camps, and more. For more information, check out the website at www.jengrappas.com. Come find your Q. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset, the place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mind intersect with your hosts, Elisa Sparks-Lane, Brian Wood, and Jen Graffis. Welcome back. So we're talking about being well-rounded now and um, how Rob is going to add yoga to uh, the football (laughs) camp. Um, Tell us a little bit about the anniversary party that's coming up and we're going to be giving back to uh, I'm not so sure if we're going to have an anniversary uh, party. kind of came and gone it was on the 20th of it's February. all right it could be vip i get you it, 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 <laughs> it could be but uh i don't know i've just been pretty busy you know when, when you're trying to establish uh groundwork and laying the groundwork for for your business uh we were discussing balance and and what came to my mind was uh it's hard finding balance for me uh because it's all work. It's all work. And, and the balance with me is between business and personal. That's, that's me because really I have <laughs> no personal life. Uh, Maybe I'm Kurt can teach you something because it seems like we'll he's got that. That, <laughs> that 100% is huge. I think putting in 100% to that you time or my mm-hmm. time and um, really coming from that. Like what helps you when you, you know, know that that's something you have to add or – well, I, I, don't, I think it's more of a conscious thing. I mean, I think, you know, one thing, and you talk about all the things you learn playing sports, but there's a discipline and there's a commitment that goes into, you know, athletics and, you know, doing it at the level that I did that I learned how to do that. And, you know, I had to learn that with my family as well. Learn how to shut certain things off, right? 70,000 people screaming at you, calling you an idiot or whatever. You got to be able to tune that out. And focus on what you're doing between the lines. I think it's so much the same in real life. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm out on a date with my wife, yeah, I got four different things I could be thinking about. You know, that mm-hmm. I got to pay these bills here and I got to do this tomorrow and I got to schedule this. I could do all of that stuff, but it's, it's finding a way to car- compartmentalize that and go, okay, that comes later. You know, she gets this. I'm going to tune that out. I'm going to focus on her. And then I do the opposite when the, when the time comes. And, and that, to me, has been the key, but something that I learned in athletics, but that I've applied to life. Is that where first, first comes first comes from, or is that? Uh, yeah, first things first. I mean, it's, it, it's a couple things that, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a man of faith. And so uh, that's the first thing, is that I think in this world that we live in, it's so easy to focus on us first. You know, especially you have a lifestyle like we do now and you have different amenities like I have, it's so easy to focus on me and look at me and go, hey, what do I want? What do I want to do? So for me, it was first things first, always keep focused on what God put you here for, the purpose that he played out and laid out in front of you. And then beyond that, it's the first things first. Like, uh, you know, you think about the golden rule, put others before yourself, treat others as you want to be treated. And so that's the other part of it as well, is that faith first, but then put others first. And, uh, you know, read a great book when I was a kid. I didn't read a lot. Uh, but it was the book about Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo, and it was called I Am Third. And it was something where he said, God's first, my friends and family are second, 
and I am third. And that's really, to me, what First Things First is all about, is, is putting others first, putting that purpose and platform first, as opposed to my needs. And that's really where the foundation came from. Um, you know, that when I won the Super Bowl, people may remember that one of the first things I did is I said, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a life verse for me is Matthew six thirty three, which says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all everything else will be added unto you. And so that's really where the design of first things first came is make sure I'm putting things, the right things first all the time. And so the foundation was developed, uh, being able to use our experiences and things that we went through to focus on other people and say, how can we help other people to go through or to get through, uh, work through some of those different challenges that we faced. And I think that that's so interesting. I think also back to the whole balance and find, you know, where we put ourselves and Rob talking about, you know, it's hard to have that personal time versus our, you know, business time. On the flip side of that, that's the beauty of us being entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. doing and living our passion. Cause sometimes we just, we're living it and doing it all the time right. that it's all intertwined. Mm-hmm. So I love when I get a call from a high school and says, Hey, can you beat our 5am practice? I don't think, Oh my gosh, I have to get up for work. I wake up at three in the morning going, gosh, I can't wait to inspire kids today. This is going to be super cool. Mm -hmm. So it just depends. And and that's especially, I think for people like us that are able to live our passion and do what we're so passionate about, it is hard to find that, that differential, right? Because we're doing what we love. People ask me all the time. So, so what do you do for fun? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I train, (laughs) I train kids. I, I, I love training high school football athletes. I love to coach. I'm doing my but, passion. But, but it is an interesting balance because right. if you're being conditioned and programmed to believe that you've got to grind it out all the time and you're better if you're always grinding it out, That's when the true. reality is when you take that date night and you do these certain things, mm. you come back better. It's you come back better. So that's yeah. what you – it's not just uh, I really need to take a break. It's more like I'm going to come back better yeah. so I can use my gifts on a higher level. So there's there's a different level totally. of balance. And when you say that, it reminds me so much of the retirement talk. You know, People are always asking, okay, when mm-hmm. do you know it's time to retire? Mm-hmm. And for me, it came time to retire when the pressure and expectation of work overcame the joy and excitement I had to go to work or to play the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that can hold true no matter what you do, that you can get so caught up in it. And that doesn't mean it's not good. It right. doesn't mean it's not rewarding, but it starts to take over and, and it starts to make it a negative in, in your life or in your body or whatever it is. And that was kind of the rule of thumb for me is that I'm just going to know because I'm thinking more about the pressures and expectations then I'm thinking about the enjoyment and the fun, and then it's time to do something else. Then it's time to find that next thing and that next passion, whatever that is, so I can reestablish that balance the right way. Otherwise, you see people that just go into the ground and it tears them apart, whether it be their business or them physically. Well, on that note, Kurt, you've done very well at the next chapter of your life. What would you say to athletes that that are about to make that move into the next phase of their life? Well, there's a couple things. I mean, first is, is you got to overcome the fear. You know, we talked mm-hmm. earlier about the fear of, mm-hmm. of expanding your business or the fear of doing something really, really well for a long time, not really doing anything else. And then you stop doing that. And it's like, I don't know if I'm good at anything else. You know, I don't know what I can do. And so <clears throat> do I just sit at home and kind of rest on my laurels and go, OK, well, I was really good at that, though. So mm-hmm. I'll hang on to that. Or do I jump into something else? Like everybody else, when you start something new, there's challenges. Mm -hmm. There's things that you're going to be good at and things that you're not good at. Um, And that, to me, 
was a welcome for mm-hmm. me. I was looking forward to the next challenge. When I was going through the the first challenge, uh, you know, because now I'm on TV, I do radio. Mm-hmm. So it was something that I go, I want to get good at this while I'm in the midst of this. So I was preparing for that. Um, but I looked forward to that next challenge. And the next thing I say is, it's so funny because a lot of people go, well, I put in my work to be an athlete and I did really well. Now I'm quote unquote retired. So whatever I do next, I'm just going to kind of skate through it. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm going to work in this next phase like I worked in the last phase. If right. I'm going to do something, I want to be great at it like I was great at the last thing. Right. And that's how I jumped into the next thing. And that's how I would encourage people mm-hmm. is don't do something just to do it. Do it to be great at it. And so it goes back to, are you passionate about it? I mean, how many of us really want to dive into something that we're not passionate about? So I found things I was passionate about, things that I love to do. And then I was able to put my heart into them and do it the same things, learn the same things I learned in athletics. I apply to whether it's TV or radio or speaking or a foundations. And that to me is what gives you longevity and what makes you want to get up at three in the morning and go, I can't wait. It's a challenge. I don't know if I'm real good at it, but I'm going to work at it. And I'm excited about meeting that challenge and seeing if one day I can get to that point and to the top of the mountain. So it sounds like they're both living their cue. And I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And never quitting. I mean, I I hear from both of you, it's not an option. So a lot of times people just want to quit before it gets there. Like it's it's like two feet away, just stay in the game. But um, how do you avoid that? that quitting talk in your head. I mean, we all well, have it. Well, yeah, there's always going to be some self-doubt, but there's so many positives around to and it's all perspective. For me, it's perspective is just I have so many things to be thankful for, and I look more at the mm-hmm. positive than I look at the negative. And what happens is you surround yourself with with so much good mm-hmm. that there's no room, no time to even look back because you're always moving forward. That atmosphere Yes, yeah. people and, around you, the community. And, and my passion is is just as strong as it ever was, it, probably that. even more. And because I I can see it now, mm. I can really see it. I mean, it's tangible. I can I can grab it. It's I walk into my into my gym, and it's an amazing thing for me. I love when nobody's there, and I'm there on a Sunday, and I just look around, and I'm appreciative. I'm so thankful for what I have. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think you have to have that perspective. I love that. We're actually going to step into Mars right now. Um, it's a mission from Mars from Brian. You ready? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about uh, Teddy Roosevelt in 1910 when I was a, a teenager. <laughs> and, uh, and, and this is not. the man in the arena. And, and I love this. I and love this, this really applies right, to every man and every woman out there. And if you have the guts to get in the arena – and compete as opposed to just sitting on the sideline, you've already won. So the man in the arena, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best, at the best, knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. 
Oh, dare greatly 100% give it so, out yeah. appreciate and some serious passion in this room and I really appreciate everybody and I think here. Rob has an event coming up here too oh we're gonna what have to have share that we're gonna have to share oh, that on the oh, yeah. on the page we're ready to yep. shut Close off but uh, it's a good teaser for social media <laughs> absolutely yeah send coming it out on social Youth combine uh, April 9th sweet, yes. sweet Phoenix Storm we'll yeah. share it out there thank you so much thanks and, guys uh, thank you have a wonderful day Thank you for listening to the Marketing Money Mindset Radio Show. Tune in Saturdays at 8 a.m. And remember to keep your dreams big, your purpose bigger, and enjoy the ride. This is the Money Radio Network.